welcome into well we're not doing this as we usually do at the end of the week uh felt as though we had to do a designated first time in podcast after uh the shit show in boston i think is uh an appropriate title i'm josh goldberg we're not gonna really spend that much time but just wanted to check in um after just a horrific four games at, at Fenway Park. You know, nothing went right for the Blue Jays. They played terrible baseball, uh, sloppy, undisciplined errors. Like they had a game with four errors. They pitched like shit. Uh, their bullpen was terrible. The offense was inconsistent. You know, they had moments, but uh, by and large, they didn't do that great of a job. And they've lost five games uh, as we record this, you know, they're heading to Pittsburgh who got swept by the Rays. So, you know, you lost more games to the Rays. It's May the 5th, you know, the Jays are still 18 and 14, but the contrast in how things just kind of feel compared to a couple of days ago, you know, they were riding high. They were looking to sweep a homestand. They blow it uh, down the stretch they lose that game and then they blow it a couple more times in Boston. Like they had opportunities to win some of those games. The bullpen was terrible uh, after being really good. Like they had a really decent stretch of basically being unhittable. Like they didn't give up a hit, I think over 14 or 15 innings. And then uh, it's just fallen apart. And, you know, the starting pitching uh, from Sportsnet producer, Chris Black, who always has a good stats, uh, their last five starts, they're 0-5 with a 9.39 ERA, a 2.09 WHIP. They're averaging less than five innings pitch per start. Their previous ten starts, ERA of 0.98, WHIP of 0.82, more than six innings per start, eight and two record. Um, so you know you're just not going to win games when your starting pitching doesn't pitch beyond the fifth inning. And there's just a chain reaction in Boston where the starting pitching was shit. It was terrible. You know, Barrios gives up 11 hits. Kikuchi was bad. Manoa struggled again. He got, he was good for three innings and got hit by that comebacker. I don't know if that was the reason why, but he struggled after that. And, you know, Gosman wasn't getting the whiffs on his splitter that he's accustomed to getting. And the Red Sox hitters were really patient against him, forcing him into the strike zone. And, they were really good against him and he's um, been really good this year. And then when he's been bad, he's been horrible. Like he was horrible against Houston. He was horrible against the Red Sox. He's talking about, you know, it just seems like every other start he's terrible and he's trying to figure out why that's not what you want to hear. Like he's good enough that even if he's not quite at his best, he can still be dominant, but you don't want the best pitcher on your staff to basically feel as though he's fighting it. Um, every second time out. And like, this isn't to me necessarily an indicator that the Blue Jays are in huge trouble or anything like that, but they were really, really bad. And they're going to have to write the ship here quickly because you look at the schedule and it's not easy. Like they've got three against the Pirates who I don't think are good, but they have been very impressive to start the season. And if you're not sharp, they can beat you and they have some good pitchers like uh, in two of the three games, uh, Johan Oviedo and Ro- Roanzi Contreras are talented right-handers who uh, are capable of shutting down a lineup. And, you know, they've got Rich Hill on Friday, like Rich Hill's not very good anymore, but 
you know, if you don't have the right plan against him, he can shut you down. And like the Blue Jays are going to need Kikuchi and Barrios to bounce back because uh, they're in desperate need uh, of wins. You know, they need to stem the tide in a big way. You're just not in a position um, in the American League East where you can really afford five-game losing streaks because you look at the situation, you know, they're in fourth. They're a half game back now, the Red Sox. They're eight games back of the Rays are four, they're uh, three and a half games back of the Orioles. And you look at where they were, um, you know, before this losing streak started on Sunday morning, they entered play 18 and nine. They were four and a half games back of the Rays and uh, tied with the Orioles. And uh, they were four and a half games up on the Red Sox. And now after that, they're a half game back of the Red Sox who've who've won six in a row. And, uh, I think, let's face it, they're going to be probably better than everyone expected. That's a good lineup. You know, that's a talented team. That's the type of team that if you don't pitch well, they put up numbers, uh, 58 hits in a series, 32 runs in a series, 12 doubles in a series, nine home runs, nine stolen bases. And uh, this is from Optima Stats. The last MLB team to reach all of those numbers in a single series was the New York Giants, against the Phillies at whatever the Baker Bowl is from June 24th to 27th, 1921. So over 100 years uh, for that level of, uh, I guess, pitching futility in a four-game series. So, uh, yeah, it's bad right now. Like, uh, I I didn't want to spend a half hour necessarily on this. This was just going to kind of be a a quick little summation and check-in on the state of affairs. I think you know, people probably needed a little bit of a therapy session with how awful it was. And uh, like we talked about the starting pitching, the bullpen was really bad. And um, you know, like I've talked about this at, at times, you know, Jordan Romano in non-safe situations is just a different guy than he is in safe situations for whatever reason. And I, you know, a lot of pitchers are worse. In non-safe situations, you know, you hear a lot of times, it's like you come in on a four-run game in the ninth. Uh, oh, the dreaded non-safe situation. Like I saw it watching a game on Thursday. The Orioles had a four-run lead on the Royals in the bottom of the ninth inning. And they bring in the mountain, uh, Felix Batista, And he gives up a run. He walked a couple of guys. Like he was just not as good. He ended up wiggling out of it because he's so good. He's so dominant that, you know, even if he's not at his best, he can still get those swings and misses, but it just goes to show, you know, it's just, I don't know. Is it a mental thing? Like Jordan Romano's career ERA in non-safe situations is 3.24, which is good, but it's like ERA in his career and not in safe situations is 2.23. So it's a full run uh, lower. And he has been really good in those pressure cooker spots, you know, even one run games, like it doesn't matter. He's really good. Maybe he's just, the type of guy who thrives in that situation. And for whatever reason, you know, he lacks a little bit when the pressure is not quite ratcheted up to the same degree um, in a non-safe situation. Like his fastball it was, it was not good. Like, you know, Verdugo jumped all over it. And when he hasn't been good this year, I think by and large, it's because he either hasn't trusted his fastball enough or if he has, it just hasn't been good enough. And like he has 
Um, three outings with multiple hits allowed. You know, he he's blown one save. I'm not worried about him in the slightest. Like I, I think he's at the bottom of the list of worries when it comes to the Blue Jays in general, but especially when it comes to the bullpen. Like I had some people trying to tell me that Eric Swanson should be closing and, you know, like let's chill out a little bit. Eric Swanson's been really good. Um, and like he, that couldn't have worked out any better so far, but he gave up a home run in the eighth inning of a game. You know, he's prone to home runs. I think a little bit in, in his career, like he gives up 1.5 homers per nine. Like I think he's a good setup man, but I don't want him closing. Like this is really his first extended foray into high leverage situations. And, you know, anyone who's just casually saying that he can come in and be better than Jordan Romano, like it's a whole different animal closing out a ball game than pitching in the seventh or eighth inning. Like, you know, lots of pitchers have had success pitching in the seventh or eighth as a setup man. And then just don't have the same level of success pitching in the ninth because, you know, it's hard to really quantify why, but they don't. And I'm not bumping Jordan Romano because he's had a couple of rough outings. Like he's basically had three, four, not so good outings and otherwise has been really good. You know, he's still striking out uh, better than a batter per inning pitched. Um, he's not walking a, t- a ton of guys like his strikeout to walk ratio is four to one, which would be the second best of his career. Like, I'm not worried about him. So, you know, like it, it's just not a situation I'm going to work myself um, into a tizzy over like Zach pop. I, I like, and uh, I've touted Zach pop. It's been a rough stretch for him. He's hurt. I think he was probably a candidate to be sent down, you know, whenever Simber Mitch white, um, might be ready to return. It's probably gonna be Simber first. He hasn't been good as of late. You know, he just hasn't. And um, that doesn't mean that he's not going to be able to come back up here later in the season and make an impact. But, you know, he's hurt. He's not pitching well. Uh, It's just not going great for him. And I would expect whether it's an IL stint or being sent back down to the minors, um, you know, like it's just not something that I think the Blue Jays gonna, are going to allow uh, to continue here. Like he's given up runs in his last three outings. He gave up a run, two runs, one one earned. Rather, he gave up a home run uh, against Seattle. He's given up homers in three straight outings, and that's just not going to cut it for a pitcher who you would have thought profiled as somebody who doesn't give up home runs with that sinker. Like he's given up the most home runs of his career in a, in a season. Yeah, it's only the third season of his career, but he gave up three in his rookie season in 2021 and 54 and two thirds. He gave up two and 39 last year. He's given up four in 13 and two thirds. They got to figure something out because it, that's just not a pitcher who should be giving up home runs at the clip uh, that he's been doing it. So uh, just another just kind of uh, indicator of how bad things are uh right now just with the entire blue jays team and uh let's spend a little bit of time on jose barrios who you know i i thought was obviously really good for three starts and especially really good against the white Sox. you know we did say maybe take that with a little bit of a grain of salt because the white Sox are horrible but his fastball was particularly good against the white Sox. 
And then, you know, it's a big test at Fenway Park, no matter what state of affairs the Red Sox might be in, you know, how they might be playing, what the expectations might be then on them for a season. It's always going to be challenging to beat them at Fenway Park. That's just the way it's always been. And, you know, he didn't handle the test particularly well. Um, his fastball got hit hard. Again, the average exit velocity in that start was 95.3, max of 108 almost. Um, you know, his sinker wasn't, he didn't throw a sinker much. You know, his slurve wasn't particularly good. It only got one whiff on eight swings. Um, it just wasn't as sharp. Like he still, his called strikes plus whiff percentage was 31%, which is pretty good. You know, that's a pretty solid number. You know, the number of called strikes, the number of swinging strikes combined that he had in an outing. Um, he got 29 of those, 19 called strikes and uh, 10 whiffs. Like, I didn't think he was terrible, but he wasn't as sharp. And, uh, you know, the Red Sox took advantage of some of those mistakes. And, you know, anytime you, you give up 11 hits in a start, uh, you know, that's not, not particularly encouraging and he's got to go back a little bit to the drawing board and get back to, you know, what he was doing, especially with his fastball against the White Sox, but just overall what he was doing in those three starts against the uh, Rays, the Astros, and then the White Sox. And then Kikuchi, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't great. Uh, Like I talked about how when he's been good this year, he's been working ahead in counts and he just wasn't doing that um, against the, the Red Sox at all. Like it just wasn't the same feel to it as it has been so far this season. It was more reminiscent uh, of what he did last year. And, you know, he didn't pitch deep into the ball game. Like John Schneider, I think, had a tough series. You know, there were some some poor decisions, I think, and some some questionable feel calls in terms of leaving guys in or taking guys out too early. Um, especially leaving guys in, uh, going to the wrong arms, potentially out of the bullpen. And I thought Kikuchi probably got left in uh, a little bit too long. And you look at uh, his, he threw 57 strikes and 93 pitches. That's actually not even that bad, but I just felt like he was working behind more than he has uh, so far this season. And again, it's back to the drawing board. Uh, for him uh, as well. And the, the Blue Jays absolutely need him to get back on track in, in a big way because, uh, you know, they're just, the bullpen is taxed right now. Like they have two off days next week, which is going to be big because uh, a lot of guys are gassed out right now. They might need to make a move just to get a fresh arm back into the equation, but uh, they need their starting pitching to start throwing up some quality starts. Like it's just, you can't have what's been going on and expect to win ball games. Like you can't win lots of games in spite of your pitching. It's just not a formula for any sort of consistent success. And like we gave the stats, you know, there's a reason that the blue Jays have lost five in a row. And like, it's not the only reason, but the biggest culprit is the fact that the starting pitching has just been terrible. And uh, like, it's had mo- great moments, had a great stretch. Uh, like we talked about, you know, 10, 10 starts, like there were a bunch of quality starts and it's not a coincidence that they were winning games at a really high clip over that stretch. They have to get back to that level of productivity out of the rotation or uh, more losses are going to fall. Like they've got the Phillies after the pirates say what you want about the Phillies. You know, they haven't been good. They got swept by the Dodgers. That is not a team that I feel as though. Uh, you're going to beat if you're not playing well. Like that is a talented team. Bryce Harper is back. Uh, 
Uh, there's a lot of good hitters in that lineup. We'll see who they face in the starting rotation, but you know, if you're not at your best, the Phillies are going to beat you. The Braves are coming to town. Yikes. Like the Braves are a wagon. You know, if you're not good, you're at risk of getting swept or certainly losing that series. You got to play really good baseball. You could argue that that is one of the, if not the favorite to win the world series. Like that's a complete team top to bottom. Uh, Yankees are coming to town. Orioles are coming to town. Then you're going to Tampa. Like we all, we all knew that, uh, the month of May was going to be a real test. And, you know, if the Blue Jays don't figure things out quick, you know, they're not going to like the position they find themselves in the standings at the end of the month. Like they're just no freebies. You don't have the likes of the White Sox. You don't have the reeling Mariners coming to town. You know, you've got some tough series, whether it's on the road at home, that you have to figure out a way to you know, just tread water because you do have an easier schedule after that. You just don't want to, you know, put yourself too far behind the eight ball in a division like this and a league like this, where, you know, a lot of teams are going to be competing for a playoff spot, a wild card spot, division spot, what have you. Uh, you don't want to be too far behind it and really having to, uh, you know, make up a lot of ground as, as the season goes on. So it, this is going to be an important month uh, for the Blue Jays. Obviously, they're not off to the start uh, that you would like. And uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about Alec Manoa. He only got three swinging strikes in his start uh, against the Red Sox. I don't know if the major reason he struggled after the first three innings because he got drilled by that uh, comebacker. I don't really think that's it because his velocity didn't dip. I just think that, you know, he just wasn't as sharp for whatever reason, you know, he was in the zone more and the Red Sox, you know, were able to take advantage of some of his mistakes. He was really good. It was really encouraging in the first three innings, but he didn't get a swinging strike on his slider. Um, he threw 24 sliders, eight swings, zero whiffs. Uh, one whiff on his changeup, one whiff on his sinker, one whiff on his four seam. He again didn't give up a ton of hard contact overall on 103 pitches. His average exit velocity against was 90 miles an hour, but you know balls were finding holes, and you know he just kind of unraveled a little bit after those first couple of innings. And you know it's somewhat disconcerting. He has failed to go past the fifth inning five times in seven starts this season. Not only happened twice in 31 starts last year. I don't really know what the issue is. You know, a lot of people are saying the pitch clock, and you know he's adjusting to that. Probably part of it, but he's got to figure something out in a real hurry because you know the Blue Jays just are not going to really accomplish much if he's a below average starting pitcher, which he has been uh, so far this season. I guess, you know, before we wrap this up, there were some positives from the series, you know, like Bo Bichette, another five hit game. Vladdy had a monster series. Uh, obviously it didn't result in wins, but he had three multi-hit games. I believe uh, the last three games of the series, he had multi-hit games. He had two home runs. He drove in five runs. You look at his season numbers. Uh, they're excellent. He's got a 932 OPS, seven homers, 20 RBIs. And Bo Bichette's hitting 331. Dalton Varsho had uh, a good close to the series. He had three multi-hit games uh, in the final three games uh, of the series, hit a couple of home runs, hit the ball hard a few times. That's very encouraging because, you know, the Blue Jays have been looking for him uh, to get on track. And, you know, hopefully 
that's the type of thing that that gets him going. Maybe that walk off hit uh, against Seattle will spur him a little bit because like he's raised his OPS 75 points in in less than a week. Um, he's off to a six for 15 start in May, 867 slugging percentage, hits a couple of home runs. Uh, he's only struck out twice in 15 at bats. Really good stuff. Really encouraging stuff from Dalton Varsho. Uh, that's the type of thing uh, that you're hoping he can build on uh, moving forward. And, you know, like Matt Chapman's cooled off. Danny Jansen's really struggling. Did not have a, a good defensive game uh, in the final game of that series. You know, runners, base runners are just running wild on him and he is struggling uh, a little bit. Blue Jays need him to figure that out. Um, and they obviously need him to get going offensively. George Springer continues to struggle. He's hitting 210. He did have uh, another, you know, unlucky type of series, you know, a few balls that uh, that didn't fall in and then some bloopers that did. But still, you know, he had one hit in uh he played three games he had one hit and 13 at bats over those three games uh, he's hitting 077 in may he's hitting uh 210 on the year he's got to figure it out and like I, i've said many times i'm not moving him out of the leadoff spot i'm just if he's healthy like i'm just not doing it i i just think that you stick with a guy like that with a track record like that like what are you gonna do you're gonna bat him seventh like i just don't subscribe uh to that logic of thinking and it's not as though his at-bats have been noticeably worse he's not swinging out of his shoe tops he's not expanding the zone I just think that there's an element of just not you know things are just not falling right now things are just not going his way and I'm not turning away from him I'm riding with him continuing because like I've said many times Blue Jays aren't going anywhere if George Springer you know, it doesn't have the the swagger and confidence that he's had throughout his career. And I'm, you know, betting on the fact that he's going to be able uh, to figure that out uh, before too long. So, uh, yeah, really bad. Just wanted to check in. They got swept four in Boston. They've lost five in a row. Really important series uh, against uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like I've said many, many times, there are no must-win games in May. You know, like to me, a must-win game is... You know, if your season is on the line or, you know, you can tell that it's a series of important games like in September that playoff positioning is on the line. But we can't be having must win games in May. It gets, they're important. You don't want to, like I said, dig yourself too big of a hole, but like it's not a must win situation. But it would certainly behoove the Blue Jays to start playing better baseball, stop playing like shit and figure this out. Uh, quickly and uh, get back into the left side of the column instead of continuing to just rack up losses on on the right side. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, Sunday to recap all of this uh, madness. Hopefully uh, we have some more positive stuff to talk about, but uh, wanted to check in here, get a pulse on things. I know people are uh, freaking out a little bit, but uh, let's hope for some improved baseball from the Blue Jays. I'm Josh Goldberg. Thanks for listening. As always, subscribe, rate, review, like, do everything you can. We appreciate it. At Goldberg 12 is where you can find me. At DFA underscore pod is where you can find the podcast on Twitter. Thanks as always. And we will talk to you soon on Designated for Assignment.